Hi, this is Jim Lovato. I'm president and founder of a company called The Performance Group. Our business is helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities, and then to align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a sales force development company. I would like to welcome you to our program called Creating a Sales Culture. You know what I've discovered in more than 30 years in working with companies within different industries is that your position in the company dictates, to a certain extent, your perception of the sales force. As I've worked with the leadership of these companies, they all want one thing, to have the best sales force. Why they want the best sales force depends on their role. The CEO may view a superior sales force as the key to protecting and securing the company's position in the marketplace. The president tends to view the superior sales force as a way to stabilize revenue. The vice president of sales perceives a superior sales force as a differentiator in achieving a competitive advantage. The sales manager often views the superior sales force as having one that is easier to lead and less frustrating to manage. Regardless of the perception within the company, there are different levels to the sales force. Understanding these levels and moving through to an optimal performance are key to developing a winning team. What I've observed over the years is that companies that want to develop a high-performing team to secure their future are not worried about their view of the sales force as they are about developing a sales culture within the company. There are a number of cultures a company can create. The most obvious choices focus on products, manufacturing, customer service, or quality. When a sales culture is created, the focus is on revenue growth, but not at the expense of the core of the business or those other items I mentioned. Instead, it's the main focus of the company's efforts. And that's what we're going to focus on in this program today, developing a sales culture and the four levels a sales force will take on as you go through and develop that culture. To develop a sales culture, you need to make note of two key truths. A leader cannot delegate leadership, which is, in essence, creating the culture. A leader cannot give up the management of the culture, its direction, or the accountability for creating it. As leaders or managers, there are two buttons we tend to push the most, more and not enough. These two buttons are tied directly to the principal focus of our sales efforts, the results, to hit that projected number. The problem with that is this, results are important, but you can't manage results. The constant pushing of these two buttons may blind you from considering these factors regarding results. Results are the effect in the cause and effect relationship. Something has to happen to cause the results. Activity is the cause, and revenue is the effect of that cause. Since activity comes before revenue, compensate on revenue and reward the activity. If you reward just for results, you will stay reactive. If you reward activities, you stay proactive, and the results will always be better than anticipated. Attempting to manage results is akin to driving a car and only looking in the rearview mirror. Revenue is a lagging indicator. Once the revenue is generated, you can't change the number. Well, okay, you can, but people have been known to be thrown in jail over it. As a leader, you have to have the ability to manage the sales activities or processes that produce the results. Sales activities are leading indicators, knowing which activities are required, the sequence in which they occur, and the frequency needed is key to forecasting both the amount of the results and when you can expect them to come in. Imagine someone standing at the end of an automotive assembly line and sending back the cars that won't start. How effective or efficient is this method of managing the quality of the cars produced? 
Wouldn't the optimal process have quality checks along the entire assembly process so that the finished product is the best the company can produce? The same is true in the sales process. Checkpoints along the way allow for necessary adjustments to get the desired result. So the question is, are you managing the process or are you just focused on getting the results? There are barriers to creating a sales culture, though, that I've discovered. As I've worked with the leadership of these companies over the last 30 years, here are some of the most common statements or excuses I hear from people claiming to want a sales culture and trying to justify why it's not happened. They include, our business is so complicated, it takes six to nine months to learn. Translation, we don't have an effective onboarding process, and it'll be a year before we can really determine results. Or I hear something like, we just can't find good salespeople. My take on this, we don't have a way of identifying the winners, so we don't know what they look like. Even if we could find good people, we don't have a process to run them through that will sort out the winners from the losers. I also hear, we hire experienced salespeople, or we only hire experienced salespeople from within our industry. Translation, we don't have a system for developing successful sales associates in training on our product knowledge, selling our products, or both. I also hear, we don't want to tie our salespeople up doing reports. Translation, we don't know what to measure. We don't have a process by which we can capture a salesperson's activities or behaviors and provide meaningful feedback through coaching to help them achieve better results. And my favorite, we don't have the time to take our people off the street to sit in training sessions. They need to be out in the field selling. Translation, we don't believe developing our people will pay off. If any of these statements have entered into your dialogue, you're being held captive to results, which forces you to be reactive and making corrections only when you don't get the results you expect. Again, it's like driving your car by looking in the rearview mirror and only making corrections after you hit something. A reactive sales culture means you depend mainly on four things. Number one, your ability to hire the most talented people. Number two, their ability to translate those talents into results. Number three, luck. You believe you can be in the right place at the right time with the right product. Or number four, you're being held captive by the economy. Unfortunately for you, not one of these four things can be controlled. To create an effective sales culture within the company, you need to understand the four levels of a sales force and how your sales force might progress through those levels to achieve sustainable success. So here are the four levels of a sales force. Level one, free agents, 100 people saying 100 different things, making success impossible to predict. Level two, veterans. The mantra is, we win because we have the most experienced players. The reality is, there are a few all-star players on this team, and the rest live off past successes. Level three, the professionals. Now veterans, free agents, and rookies can all be on this team, but are required to attend spring training where they earn their starting positions and sharpen their skills. Each member of the sales team can explain the process, and they know what success looks like. Everyone is trained to a systematic approach to selling your services and products. Level four, a championship team. This is a team with professional players who share best practices in real time and not just at the annual meeting. They reinvent themselves to stay current with market conditions and operate in an environment where they expect to win and have a tradition of aspiring to excellence. Here is the transformation you will see as we walk through these levels. Let's start with level one, the free agents, a group of people who are drawn to the sales profession. They are results-focused. They are measured on the end result, which is hitting the number, 
and the team is mainly dependent on their own talent. The company depends on the manager's ability to sell as salespeople set up deals for the manager to close. The managers are frustrated by the lack of talent and support and often feel like they have to do it all themselves. Our level two are the veterans, which are lone rangers focused on a common objective. The focus is on focus, keeping everyone focused and supported. They are measured on results. Some planning and direction derived in the form of sales meetings, product trainings, and annual sales meetings tend to take place. The management directs each of the salespeople towards goals and objectives. The managers are frustrated by a process where salespeople are given goals and direction, and they can't seem to execute up to those expectations. Our level three, the professionals, is a team that has a coach focused on a winning system. Now, the focus is on running the system that will produce the best results. Coached on key milestones or performance indicators, and they're measured on those results. It's measured in honest and real-time assessments on their abilities and efforts as they move towards the objective. Individual and team development programs are implemented based on the assessment. Now, the feedback happens in real time on the salesperson's behavior so they can adjust the behavior. Planning and preparation is in collaboration between the manager and the salesperson. Now, the goals also that are set support the salesperson's personal objectives as well as the company's. And the managers tend to be frustrated with the speed of growth, which is generally a positive frustration. Our level four is the championship team. Now, this is a team of professionals with a tradition of excellence. The focus is on getting the right people in the right seats, developing their skills, and consistently putting forth the right effort and building the enthusiasm of the team members for playing the game. Individual team members take on the responsibility for each other's success, and they won't let each other fail. They're measured on performing up to their potential. Goals support both individual and company long-term objectives. Now, the managers constantly ask three questions. Did I prepare enough? Did I perform up to my own ability? Did we perform as a team as well as we could? Their frustration usually is centered around the individual's ability to get the best out of themselves and others. Now, what a championship team delivers is, number one, predictability. You know what deals are going to close and when. Number two, you know within reasonable margin of error where the numbers are going to come in at at the end of the month or the quarter. And number three is control. You're no longer held captive by your people or your customers. You're running a system instead of free agents. You can manage your growth because now you can manage the size of the territories or the account list. When I became a sales manager, I called a good friend of mine, Chris Lytle. Chris had been a sales manager and started a company focused on training sales managers and salespeople. I asked Chris, what is the key for getting stronger salespeople? His answer, keep firing the guy at the bottom of the totem pole. My initial response was to argue with him. I like to develop people. Except after years of sales management experience, guess what I learned? Chris was right. I discovered that Chris was not suggesting you pick the lowest producer each quarter and fire them. Instead, make a decision you will accept nothing less than a sales-driven culture which expects excellence. The ones who cannot perform up to those standards will fire themselves. High achievers leave mediocre organizations, and mediocre players stay. Every great achievement first started with the decision to act. What level of sales force have you decided to have? While the CEO provides the direction and the expectation, the levels of the sales force is mainly determined by the sales manager. As a result, you should not depend on your sales manager to be your best salesperson or the closer. 
Instead, he or she should be focused on specific activities or musts to lead the sales force. So here are the five sales management musts. The sales manager must hold his salespeople accountable for daily activity. The sales manager must coach daily through pre-call strategizing and post-call debriefing. The sales manager must know what motivates his or her people. And the sales manager must grow his or her salespeople. Complacency is not acceptable. The sales manager must know how to recruit, which means they need to constantly be able to upgrade. And upgrade means you always hire someone who's stronger than your lowest producer. So here's how to turn your sales management must into action. First of all is accountability. Your sales manager should be holding your salespeople accountable to something each and every day. A simple task is to ask them every morning, what are your three to-dos? In other words, what are the three things you want to do today? And what is your one must complete? So before the end of the day, whatever you call the end of the day, it could be 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, or in my case, it's midnight. Before midnight comes, what's the one thing you want to make sure you got completed today? The other is coaching. That's pre-call strategizing and post-call debriefing, and it should be done with every salesperson every day. Now, to do pre-call strategizing, simply ask these questions. What is the purpose of your call? What outcome are you expecting? What objections to that outcome are you anticipating? And what are your responses to those objections? Motivating your salespeople are next. Salespeople need daily motivation. The best of the best bring their own motivation to the job, but even they have days where their game is a little off. It is up to the sales manager to check each salesperson at the beginning of the day to see if his or her head is on straight. If it isn't, make that adjustment so they can have a productive day. Growing the organization. Too often when times are tough, I see companies lower expectations for their sales managers and their salespeople. There is never a time to lower expectations. The sales manager should always be growing the organization but making sure that each salesperson is getting better at something each quarter. The three growth areas are increases in knowledge, sales skills, or about business. Recruiting. The sales manager should always be on the lookout for better and stronger salespeople than what they currently have. Have you set an interview quota for your sales manager? By having an interview quota for your sales manager, X number of interviews in a month, your sales manager will build a strong sales bench of candidates. For optimal results, your sales manager should spend 90% of his or her time on accountability, coaching, motivating, growing the organization, and recruiting. In my experience, most sales managers are spending 90% of their time doing other things, like reports to corporate, or reports to their managers, attending meetings, handling their own accounts, or buried in tasks or reviewing data. Why? Those who become sales managers are most often the best salespeople. Corporate leaders tend to evaluate their current team and promote the top performer, selecting Mr. Top Performer because he is the best on the team. The only problem is, when you promote them, you lose their productivity. Aside from this loss, Mr. Top Producer will scratch his head and wonder what a sales manager is supposed to do, because typically we don't train for this position. The most obvious direction is to do what the sales manager previous to them were doing, who learned what the sales manager before them were doing. The result is a whole group of sales managers in the country today who are modeling themselves after sales managers who never had a clear understanding of their job description or the role they were supposed to fulfill in the company. So the questions remain. At what level do you want your sales managers to play? What level will secure your future? What is preventing you from getting to the next level? Now this presentation is available in a printed form or you may like to download it from the internet by going to www 
biztalkradioshow.com, and that's B-I-Z, talkradioshow.com, or subscribe to BizTalk through your iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies on how to take your sales force to the next level, you can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509 or visit us on the web at pmgllc.net. I'll leave you with this Lobedoism. The only true differentiating factor you have today is not your products or services. It is, however, the quality of your sales force. At what level do you want to play?